Hillcrest family and friends, uh, Pastor Mark here. Welcome to the Thursday, July 27th edition of Fresh Prayer. Welcome to the Hinman House. I'm home tonight and invite you into my little study here and we'll have some time of prayer together tonight. Uh, thanks to many of you who have been sharing some updates on prayer requests and things we've been lifting up to the Lord in recent weeks. And just a reminder, you know, if you have a need or something we can be uh, praising God with you for, uh, please reach out to the church. You can call anytime, 716-483-3331, or you can email prayer at hillcrestjamestown.com, or use your church center app if you have that. Uh, but we want to stay connected with you and with one another and with the Lord as we continue to trust him um, for the things we need in our lives. So we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4 a bit uh, in a few moments. Um, but uh, I have a question for you uh, as we begin tonight. And, and that is, how do you deal with disappointment? You know, there's lots of different ways we deal with disappointment. For some of us, uh, we'll, we'll deny uh, that we're actually disappointed. Oh, I'm not disappointed. Of course, that typically means we're really disappointed. Some of us get really sad uh, when we're dealing with disappointment. Others of us uh, get mad. Um, some of us withdraw and get very quiet. Others of us lash out and become very vocal. Uh, I can be that sort of way. Um, some of us question what's going on, question ourselves, question the Lord, or we can be in a posture sometimes of just, you know, resigning ourselves, you know, what we will be, will be, and uh, sort of having a fatalistic attitude uh, to uh, severe disappointment. I'm just curious, how do you handle disappointment? Maybe you, uh, if you feel comfortable sharing that in the chat, you could do that, but um, that's what we want to talk about tonight, and we'll be in Philippians 4 in, in a few moments. Um, so, you know, one of the realities of living in a sinful world, a fallen world, is that every single one of us, whether we know Jesus or not, whether we're Christian or not, will deal with pain and suffering and plenty of disappointment in this life, um, whether it's failed uh, relationships, uh, financial decisions that we've made, uh, unfulfilled dreams, um, lots of difficult stuff and disappointment to deal with over the course of a lifetime. In fact, you know, Jesus assured us of this fact, right? Uh, it's recorded in John chapter 16. Jesus said, in this world, you will have what? You will have trouble. But then he quickly added, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Now, in this idea of overcoming disappointments, it's important to, that we that we uh, adopt a, a, uh, a kingdom perspective, that we adopt a, an eternal perspective. Even though we can't eliminate suffering or every disappointment in life, um, this side of heaven, right, we're going to have to deal with them. They don't, the disappointments don't have to define us, and they don't have to consume us. And I've been reminding myself of that this week as I've been dealing with some some frustrations actually here at home working on some things that just have been disappointing they're not going exactly as I wanted them to do N nothing with Danielle nothing in our relationship but some some projects that I've been working on I've just been having some hard times with them so you can pray for with me about that but three quick things before we go to Philippians 4 we're going to pray into that passage 
in a few moments after I read it. But let me just share quick three quick things that I've jotted down for myself that might be helpful for you uh, tonight. Now, first is that we need to remind ourselves, right, that no amount of suffering, no amount of disappointment we can, can experience in this life can ever undo what Christ has done for us and is going to do for us. You know, in Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul reminds us that that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And then he asks the question, if God be for us, who can be against us? So in the big picture of things, right, nothing's going to separate us from the love of God. And nothing, no disappointment can ever undo what Christ has done for us and will do for us in the future. Second thing is to remember that apart from the Lord, and, and specifically, um, apart from looking into his book, uh, you know, it can be really difficult to make um, sense of what's going on in this life. Uh, things don't make sense. And often we can't piece together what is going on. So, you know, no amount of psychology or philosophy is going to put all the pieces together apart from understanding things from God's perspective and having his divine wisdom, which comes from the word of God, the Bible. That's the second thing. Number th last thing is the word um, does give us practical help with dealing with disappointments. And that's where Philippians chapter four comes in for me. And I would suggest for you that may be dealing with disappointments tonight. Uh, Philippians is my go-to book. I've shared that with you many times before that uh, when I need encouragement, um, I, I go to Philippians more often than any other portion of scripture. Chapter four is just flat out awesome. So I'm going to read a portion of Philippians chapter four and allow the Holy Spirit just to speak to us through his word. And then we're going to pray into that word. And then we're going to pray for several other requests and lift up praises to God um, that you have shared and others in our church family have shared. So let me read Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to begin at verse 4 and read down through verse 13. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, or praiseworthy. Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put them into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. Verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever my circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything 
through him who gives me the strength. Let's pray together. Well, Lord, I thank you that your word is completely trustworthy. Thank you that this book continues to speak to us thousands of years after letters were penned and poems were written, um, things were put down in writing. Lord, you continue to speak because this is a living book. Your spirit speaks through your living word. And Lord, I thank you that your power is strongest when we are at our weakness, weakest. And some of us feel very weak tonight. Um, some of us come feeling pain and hurt um, and discouragement and disappointment with things. Some of these things are somewhat insignificant in the vast scheme of things, but other things are, are very real and pressing and if we're honest, um, soul-captivating, if we allow them to be. And so we come seeking you tonight, Lord, in encouragement and strengthening from the inside out by your Spirit. So I pray for each of us in that way. Father, I pray that you give us an eternal perspective, um, that we would be able to see the, the momentary troubles, as your Word says, in light of the bigger thing that you're doing, and in light of eternity and all that we have to look forward in Jesus. Thank you that the Lord Jesus went to the cross and died in our place, paid our, our greatest debt, our the greatest uh, um, area of discouragement or a weight that we could have borne, um, could be carrying around. He's already dealt with that. He took it to the cross. He paid for our sin debt. And now the slate has been wiped clean and we have been brought into a, a new covenant relationship with you. And you have adopted us into, our fam into your family. So we are forever and always sons and daughters of the King. How hmm. we praise you tonight for that reality. May that grip our hearts tonight and cause us to rejoice, even amid difficult things. Father, I thank you for this word that encourages us to rejoice. Paul says, <laughs> I say it again, <laughs> rejoice. So Lord, uh, help us to rejoice. And, and in our weaknesses and our discouragements, Lord, to be gentle and not lashing out, and not uh, throwing fits or having temper tantrums over the, the problems that we're faced with from day to day. But, Lord, may our gentleness be, gentleness be evident to everybody. Thank you, Lord, that you are near. Thank you for the reminder of that tonight, God. You aren't on um, the backside of Pluto. You aren't vacationing on uh, some distant star. No, you are here. You are within. And as just as you live within me, you live within each person who knows you through your Son. Lord Jesus, you have put your spirit within us, so you are near. And so I thank you for the reminder that we don't need to be anxious about anything, but with everything, with prayer and petition, and with our thanksgiving, we can present our requests to you. And we're going to do that in a few moments uh, to you, lay those things before you tonight. But I thank you in doing that, then, that there is a there's a, a divine and 
a supernatural swap that goes on and that as we as we unload those things on you lord uh, you give us your peace and a peace that will guard our hearts and our minds in the power of jesus christ so thank you for that tonight and lord i just pray into this whole idea of fixing our eyes on good things that paul calls us to the, the things that are true not the things that are false the things that are noble or honorable not the things that are untrue or un dishonorable but the things that are right not the things that are wrong the things that are pure not the impure the things that are lovely not the things that are ugly or or not worth spending our time thinking about but all the things that are admirable if anything lord is excellent or praiseworthy these are the things we're to be fixating on these are the things we're to be focusing on and, and thanking you for so we choose to lift our eyes and our our sights to these things tonight and i pray that you would help us to do that in an increasing way that our our joy would be in you and focused on these things rather than all the negative things so lord help us um, to rest in your peace in the midst of all of that and in the midst of our difficulty um, and disappointments and lord i thank you that paul um, shares with us uh, the the secret of contentment um, that we can be content in every situation whether we're in want um, or in time of plenty um, that that you will give us the strength for everything we need to uh, uh, endure or address or step into that you that through you we can do everything because you will give us the strength so right now I'm, I'm wondering what your uh, your disappointment is what your source of greatest pain is tonight um, source of greatest discouragement whatever that is I'm gonna pause for a moment and I'd like to take have you take your hands take your hands and put them in front of you <clears throat> whatever that disappointment is whatever that struggle is whatever that heartache or hurt uh, is which you and, and as we just continue in prayer lay that before the Lord and present that to him just be honest with him and say Lord I'm so disappointed with this just so discouraged by this this is causing me so much pain bring that before the Lord right now to identify those things to be real with God he sees he knows he cares he is near and he's near you just he's near, as he's near me and so Lord we present our needs before you our disappointments our discouragements our doubts even um, these things we present them to you Lord and we pray that you would begin to help us to see them from uh, an eternal perspective and that these things would not consume us nor define us but that we would be able to trust them to you and that you would somehow begin to right each of these wrongs each of these issues these problems um, these heartaches these struggles these physical problems um, relational issues 
financial issues. God, these sources of discouragement and pain and difficulty, we bring before you and pray that you would work in them as we trust in you. And then, Lord, just as we continue to hold our hands out before you, we receive your peace. We receive your peace. We take in um, the Spirit of God who begins to help just to, to cause us to rest in you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are more than able to carry our burdens. In fact, you've called, you've called us to do that, to come and to lay our burdens down, knowing that you care for us. So we do that tonight. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you care about everything that we're dealing with. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to help us to walk by faith and not by sight, not to judge our, our, uh, our lives by uh, the things we are seeing and dealing with right in the moment, but, Lord, by the unseen things, the eternal promises, the, the great and glorious hope that we have in Jesus. And may these things that are right and true and honorable and praiseworthy be the things that occupy our minds and our hearts. Would you guard our hearts? Would you guard our minds? In Christ Jesus is our prayer. So, Father, now as we turn to some other specific needs of people within our church family, we just want to first off uh, thank you for the ways you've been answering our prayers. For some of us, we've been praying for weeks and months for the last week uh, of VBS, and we want to again praise you and thank you for, um, I believe it was more than uh, two dozen children that made decisions, uh, some first-time decisions, recommitments to you, rededications, all kinds of decisions last week at VBS. We thank you for the nearly 300 children that came in and out of the doors and were there and received just really practical, fun um, teaching on the armor of God. And I pray that each of these children would continue to grow in you. And for those who have yet to come to a real and personal relationship with Jesus, Lord, that that uh, would, would happen, that you would continue to work in their hearts and lives. Thank you, God. For each volunteer, each servant last week who gave of themselves or in prior weeks uh, helped with all the preparations. Thank you for so many um, when these evenings of fresh prayer prayed and sought, sought you, sought your blessing and your power. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayers and answering them for Vacation Bible School. Then, Lord, we're also rejoicing with Mary Maggio. Um, uh, she had shared a prayer request for a little five-year-old uh, boy named Landon who had fallen and hit his head on concrete and was really injured and was on a ventilator. But we praise you, Lord, that that uh, little Landon, we got the report earlier this week that he's doing so much better and they're weaning him off of sedation and, um, and he's going to make it, it sounds like a really good recovery. Thank you, God, for that. And, and then, Father, we... Um, we want to just thank you also for Bev, Bev Kavnis's son, Daryl, who was also in ICU last week, and it was questionable whether he was even going to make it. And now, Lord, a week later, he's home. That's how you work. Thank you for hearing our prayers. We lifted up Daryl. You heard our prayers. You heard Bev's prayer, the prayer of a mother for a son, and you heard and answered. And so we pray that Daryl would be drawn close to you, and he would realize that this healing that he's experienced is from your hand. Thank you, God. And then Beth Pearson, um, who is sometimes with us on Thursday nights and often around, very connected to our church, even though she's not 
uh, active part of our our church family on Sundays. Um, Beth has shared recent uh, days about um, a diagnosis of kidney cancer. I thank you, God, that she's doing better and that they caught it early. Pray that the treatment that she receives now will be effective in eradicating this cancer from her body. Thank you for Beth's encouragement. Um, um, words of praise to you and, and thanks for, for hearing our prayers for her. <clears throat> and then, Lord, we also thank you that Mark Dibble um, is doing better after his um, cancer surgery and, and his recovery is coming along. We continue to pray for his complete healing. And Lord, we also uh, rejoice with our WANA missionary, uh, Doug Schellenheit, who shared this week that um, two more churches are going to be starting WANA club ministries uh, come this fall uh, here in Western New York. And so we, we thank you for that. And thank you for Doug's um, leadership of WANA in our region, uh, more than New York State, but up into New England as well. And we are looking forward to this fall and the restart of many ministries, um, including Alana. And uh, we'll be praying those, about those in coming weeks. And yet, Lord, while we thank you for answered prayer, we also are aware that there are many who have ongoing needs. And I'm thinking of those who have experienced loss in recent days and uh, weeks, months, that are still grieving, who are still grieving. Um, think of Gene Cohn and the loss of his brother his last sibling and we lift up Gene again today and pray for your comfort and for him uh, for Paul Snow and the loss of his really good friend uh, Marjorie um, Nancy Pickett and loss of her cousin uh, David that she was close to um, and Pastor Dan and Karen Lord we lift up them again tonight um, there's the loss of their son David pray that you would continue to wrap your arms of love around the Soderbergs and bring healing to their hearts as well. And God, we continue to pray for um, the expectant moms that are connected to our church family, for my own daughter, Katie, and um, a <clears throat> little boy that will be born this November, and um, Pastor Ben and Abby are expecting um, a child in November as well, and uh, we lift up... Um, Others, uh, uh, Bridget Pearson, uh, Kelsey Phillips, um, Walvester Phillips, um, as, as well as others, uh, got uh, Sharice Penhall, um, Alana Dibble, um, Elizabeth Wilkinson, all of these got uh, expectant moms um, and more, I'm probably not mentioning right now, that uh, uh, we thank you for the life that's growing and developing within each one, for guard and protect that life, we pray and give these women um, increased energy. Now perhaps there's an expectant mom or someone you know um, that, that needs prayer tonight for a physical need. I'm gonna pause right now and I'd like you to mention that person, lift that person, that mom, that, that uh, friend, that neighbor, um, coworker, uh, family member up before the, before the Lord. Father, we would also lift up our brothers and sisters in Pakistan who are dealing with severe flooding. Um, God, we lift up folks who have been displaced from their 
homes, uh, complete homes and neighborhoods uh, have been wiped out due to, these, due to these floodwaters. Oh Lord, we pray you'd have mercy and that you would bring help to those who are in desperate need right now. Thank you for Naomi and others that are part of our, our church family there who are uh, attempting to bring need, help to those in need. And we pray that you'd remind us often to lift them up in prayer and um, continue to support them, bring them before you. But Lord, only you can help in this situation. So we call out to you in Jesus' name and pray that you would bring hope and relief and spare life for each of these dear people affected by flooding. Well, Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers tonight and always, and that you are um, at work. Again, as we say often, even when it doesn't seem like it, even when we don't see it, you are at work, not just in circumstances, but at work within us. And Lord, I just sense um, greater peace because I've spent some time with you and with other brothers and sisters uh, tonight in prayer, but we lift all of these things before you and continue to pray for your work in each of our lives that we might reflect the glory of Christ. We pray in Jesus' name, and we all said together, Amen. Well, hey, thank you for being with me tonight. Uh, before I forget, I want to tell you about after the 11 a.m. service on Sunday. Uh, our Alaska team is going to be serving roasted corn and hot dogs out at our pavilion. So if you'd like to connect with the Alaska team, have some lunch, and perhaps give them a donation towards their uh, team trip to Alaska, which is coming up eh, just a little over two weeks from now, I believe. Uh, they'll be ministering at a Christian camp in Alaska, uh, helping that camp with their ministry for uh, a week. If you'd like to be involved in that, come on out uh, right after the 11 a.m. service. It'll be about 12, 15 or so. Uh, we'll meet out at the pavilion at the church and enjoy um, hot dog and roasted corn and just a good time uh, together. But hope you can join us for uh, worship, 8.45 and 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings in person or online. I would love to have a chance to meet you if um, you're in the area and not a regular tender of Hillcrest. You don't have a church home, come on over. We um, will be uh, continuing our series in Joshua, Strong and Courageous, and we'll be worshiping the Lord together. But until we get together again, God bless you. Have a great evening, everybody. Mm -hmm.